Welcome to my podcast, Midlife with Courage, where my goal is to inspire you, a woman who wants to step outside of her comfort zone and live an amazing life. I'm Kim Benoy. I'll share my experiences, stories, and interviews with other amazing women that are meant to help you take those first steps towards something fantastic. So let's not wait another minute to get started. Hey everyone, guess what time of the year it is? It's the time to order your new planner for the next year. 2023 is right around the corner. And you all know what kind of planner or which planner I use. I use the Soul Planner. I just love it. It helps me break down my goals for the year and it helps hold me accountable. And it's really pretty. And you know what? This version, I was actually one of the people who helped decide what was going to go into it. So I did have some input in it. So I'm so excited to see the actual, the final product. So if you are ready to get your planner for next year, just go to my website, midlifewithcourage.com and go to the resources page and you will find a link to order your soul planner for 2023. That will be coming out later this month. So get ready. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host, and I'm so happy that you're here. I'm also very happy to have my guest today. Her name is Joyce Dales. Welcome to Midlife with Courage, Joyce. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. So Joyce is a mom. She's a CEO of Buzz-A-Go-Go, which we are going to talk about. Um, She's an entrepreneur. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, Joyce? Well, my first identifier is mom. I am a mom. I'm a mom to two beautiful young ladies who are 13 and 14, soon to be 13 and 15. And uh, we grew our family through international adoption. So my little girls came from Vietnam and China. And uh, my oldest daughter, um, in the middle of her adoption through Vietnam, she required emergency open heart surgery due to a legacy heart defect from Agent Orange. And that is how I became an entrepreneur because I wanted to protect her and I decided I was going to do everything I could to protect her. And I, I started working on my little cold flu and allergy remedies because back then every cough and sniffle and sneeze was a threat, kind of the way we feel now. Sure. Every sure. sniffle I'd hear in the store, I would be <laughs> running away with my newborn baby. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's how I landed in the position I'm in today. Wonderful. And you are, you live out East, you're in New Hampshire. We were just talking about that. And so tell us, tell, first of all, tell us what your cold remedy is and then how did you get to that, to, to use that or create that? Tell us about that. Sure. Um, well, it's a nasal swab remedy because I'm a neti pot dropout. I'm a nasal spray baby. I always feel like I'm waterboarding myself and I'm, I'm very, I just, I fuss and whine about it, how much it burns. But also when I first brought her home, I started researching. I really empower myself in a, on an OCD level that I need to know everything about a subject in order to feel like I can do something about it. And when people say, oh, you can't do anything about cold and flu, my New England grew up in Maine attitude was, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Okay. (laughs) So what I learned is what we've all learned in the last two years is that when you get sick, most of the time, 99% of the time is when you touch your eyes, ears, nose, or face. And people always think everything is airborne. Well, really, somebody has to be sneezing and coughing literally right next to you in the exact right circumstances and the exact right moment of contagion. And then you have to get the exact right viral load. So once I learned that and that most of the time we just touch our ears, our eyes, 
<clears throat> I learned that the pathogens travel through the sinus cavity through the mucosal system to your upper nasal zone, to your adenoid zone, upper nose, back of throat. And there lie all of our receptor cells. And so the pathogen, like a counterfeit key, will latch onto those receptor cells and then sit dormant for one to 14 days. There's this huge phase of dormancy. And then it passes its code to our cells. And then our cells begin to replicate that code millions of times over. And that's when your first thing, the first thing you feel, the swelling of the throat, or you're, you're like, oh, <clears throat> I, have a, I have to clear my throat, you know, whatever your thing is for the start of a cold or flu. So I, I spent the first couple of years that my baby girl was home just learning everything I could about that. And we've always been told, you know, wash your hands and it's left at that. And, and don't be around people who are sick when they're coughing and sneezing. But when I learned all of that information about the dormancy phase and how just scratching your ear can actually send pathogens to your upper adenoids, that was empowering for me. That was really critical parts of the story because then I could really make an impact with how we handled her and how we handled ourselves and how often we would get sick. It's not just about washing your hands. It's about when you're outside of the house, treating everything above the neck, like a no fly zone, do not touch. Don't go there because you are gifting yourself with potentially cold or flu or some other um, illness. So I, I, I thought that was really interesting. And that's how, that's what started me on the path. I'm like, well, why isn't there a product that deals with this? So I started talking to doctors and um, to speaking with the international doctors, speaking with her immunologists, and, and she was deemed immunocompromised as any international adoptee would be, or as any post cardiac patient would be. Sure. So in dealing with that, one of the things that I learned, one of the doctors said to me, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, 25% of all medical personnel are colonized with MRSA or VRE at all times. And that colonization is in the nose. And how we deal with that is we burst ampules of alcohol into the nasal passages to deal with colonization. So I'm, I'm taking all these clues and tucking them away and thinking about all this. But then he says, well, when we do that, if we fail to get the entire colonization, then we can create antibiotic resistance bacteria that's worse because it wasn't a complete kill off, die off, mm -hmm. or when we kill off all the beneficial flora and the pH and the, and the appropriate moisture and we dry the nasal passages out by doing that, the person then develops chronic sinusitis or catches the next flu or cold they encounter because all of the beneficial bacteria and the mucosal system have been altered. So, okay. So I've got these two new pieces of information over the course <laughs> of the 24 months. I'm like, A, the nose is a biome. B, that's where we colonize and pathogens are, have a, a phase of dormancy. This was just a lot. And then and can you combine I, you don't with, have, you didn't have yeah. a medical background back then, right? No, or, I have yeah. a OCD that is unparalleled. Oh, love it. Love it. Okay. Just curious. So, yeah. And the drive of a mom. So mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that, you know, I have to know everything about the thing that I'm interested in. Yeah. So you combine that also with my lifelong obsession with apitherapy, which is bee medicine mm -hmm. and my knowledge of super honeys from around the world, which is, I mean, just socially inappropriate. <laughs> it's just, it's the, just the kind of thing where I'm going to want to talk to you about everything I know about honey, and you're not going to be interested in it at all. But I <laughs> obsessively read about honey every day of my life. So all honey has a unique peroxide activity, UPF. And so when you put honey on a boo-boo, it helps with, you know, getting rid of the uh, potential infection risk and all of that. However, 
if you were to eat that honey, most of that, I guess, medicinal value, although the United States does not recognize honey as medicine unless it's been irradiated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that um, is lost. And these super honeys by separate mechanisms and Manuka honey in particular is those few honeys that maintain this incredible medicinal antimicrobial value from, I like to joke, the rooter to the tutor all the way, the entire journey. So Manuka honey can help you if you have um, SIBO, if you've got C. diff, if you've got uh, what is the, the H pylori in your stomach? It can help balance your gut intestine back out and get your flora fed and repopulated because honey, raw honey naturally is prebiotic, probiotic, anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, all of those things. And super honeys are very antimicrobial, whereas regular raw honeys might be just antibacterial. Mm -hmm. A super honey can be microbial, which is viruses, everything. Yeah. So So, what's the difference between a super honey and a honey? Well, a honey is just peroxide activity and it can't sustain its medicinal. It, a super honey, each one is different. Like there's a super honey in the Pacific rim that reverses, um, hormonal imbalances in women. And there's a super honey in Brazil that they're studying for its effects against small cell cancer. But Manuka honey at that time was just sort of coming on the scene and hitting the mainstream for its ability to reverse antibiotic resistant bacteria. So for instance, if you've got a wound on your arm and you've gone septic, so you now have, you know, your blood infection, Mm -hmm. the wound is colonized at the spot where you were first injured. So that's your colonization site. And as the pathogens are replicating or doing whatever they're doing, they're creating a biofilm around themselves so that your antibiotics and your immune system are ineffective. Mm -hmm. Now, Manuka honey was discovered by Dr. Peter Mullen. And I spent two years on the phone and emailing with this gentleman before he died. And he was as big of a honey nerd as I was. And he taught me everything I needed to know about this. And the way he described it was when Manuka honey, it has a property that he discovered called methylglyoxal. Now science has tried to take regular honey and infuse it with methylglyoxal to replicate Manuka, but it has failed because there's also B enzymes and other B magic that occurs that cannot be replicated. So when you put that honey at the colonization site of the wound on your arm, suddenly the pathogens can no longer create the biofilm around themselves and your antibiotics will work again and your immune system will get ahead of it. So it inhibits the pathogens ability to evade and protect itself. And that's how it reverses antibiotic resistant bacteria. Love it. I I understood that. (laughs) My nursing background is helping me. And it's so interesting because I've heard of Manuka Manuka honey being used in wound care. Like when nothing else has worked, they use Manuka. There's a product with Manuka honey in it or something. So um, that's very interesting. I'm going to have to learn more about that too. That's awesome. So so how did that, so how did you decide? I mean, I kind of know how you decided to come up with a nasal remedy, but how did you go about that? Well, as I was looking for anything on the market that was sort of preventative and relief, you know, a little round rock, because everything is either preventative, vitamin C, elderberry D that's natural, or if it's in the relief section, then it's highly um, pharmacological. It's highly, um, you know, chemical. It's a lot. There's so many reactions to cold medications. It's, It's one of the OTCs that regularly sends people to the ER. And as a heart patient who adopted a heart patient, those are off the table for us, most of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for something that does both. Um, And 
for me, when I would, when I was looking, when I knew the nose was the critical component, everything nasal I found in order was usually a spray. There was one swab at the time, but they got pulled from the market because the chemicals and the zinc caused loss of sense of smell. Literally the year I went to get my daughter. And I loved that solution because a swab works for me. I, like I said, I'm a big baby about spraying things at my nose, but everything else I found was basically a spray. And in order to have that viscosity, you have to add water activity. And in order to stabilize anything that has a high viscosity, you have to add glycerin, uh, a huge amount of saline, which can be a sterilant in and of itself, um, sodium benzoates or other chemicals or alcohol to stabilize it. So essentially you are basically carpet bombing your nasal biome to achieve any measure of efficacy, but in the making yourself more vulnerable in the process to deal with your immediate problem, you create the vulnerability that increases your risk of problems. So that didn't, that didn't work out for me. And that, and I wanted to create something that could do both. So for me, unadulterated honey, raw honeys were the solution but then it wasn't that simple. It took me at least two years to come up with the right combination because some honeys are very caustic and your nasal biome is a delicate, it's like your mouth or the vagina. It's, it's a delicate mucosal system with very delicate tissue. So you can't just spray any old thing up there and you don't want to do it in such a way that you stun the stilia and you make your nasal mucosal system, which is designed to trap and prevent um, paralyzed then it can't do its job. So it took a while to come up with the right thing that would complement your body's ability to do its job. That's what I've been learning. You know, I'm a retired nurse and, you know, realizing that our healthcare system is fix this, don't prevent things. And it needs to be the other way anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So what I, the main thing that I've learned, if I could just tell everybody is your body is meant to heal itself. And we just get in the way of that with what we've traditionally been doing. So when I see and hear about things like what you're doing, like you're helping your body heal itself the way it's supposed to. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and honey has naturally has yeast and molds. So, and it's naturally prebiotic and probiotic. So, but the yeast and molds are never at a level because honey's bacteriostatic that can harm you unless you add water to it. So um, for me, it was like the perfect solution because it's also anti-inflammatory. It's a vasoconstrictor. It, 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 if you use it just a couple, two, three times a week, when you're well, you're just boosting your, your nasal biome. If your nose is your first line of your defense to your immune system, by the time we hit midlife, we've all compromised it. Pollution, modern living, um, pesticides in our foods, things that alter our gut flora, all of those things are connected. And, um, so for me, that was just the ideal solution, a gentle little honey swab. And it took, like I said, a couple of years to come up with the right blend. And I would give it to every, I had it in jars in my fridge and I was handing it to everybody going here, stick this up your nose. And I, they thought I was insane. If I was going to say, people that, must have thought you were crazy. Like what? <laughs> yes. And now of course, now everyone, I'm the first person to talk about the booger biome. Like that's my trademark yeah. is booger biome. Booger biome. And I, I remember it. when I trademarked it. Yeah. People were like, would that, why would you trademark that? No, one's ever going to talk about that. And here we are <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> It's a real thing. The it's booger biome thing. is it's important. And now everybody since COVID understands germs colonize in the nose. But I think you have to be like, since I've been in this industry, meeting the motivated moms that have invented 
products because they're, they're trying to protect their family. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are the best products. I've found more solutions for my everyday mom problems from other ladies at trade shows, really genius, innovative stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every household has a, some Grammy's recipe, whether it's a salsa or bomb that draws out splinters, some, something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe part of it is like the motivation behind it is because you have a child with something going on or a family member, or maybe it's yourself, like you're motivated to find these things and to find things that work without harming and mm-hmm. other things that are out there. That's not what the motivation is. Usually it's probably money. <laughs> In some ways, but exactly, yeah. So that's awesome. So tell us about the product. Um, is it something you said you can use it as a preventive, so a few times a week, or is it something you want to use only when you're sick? Tell us a little bit. More well, about it. yeah, the FDA regulates language around this category very tightly, as you can imagine. Yes. So yes. I like to say that the homeopathics that are infused in the honey they deal with active symptoms. If you're actively sick, the homeopathics help deal with your sneezes and your sniffles and your inflammation. And then the honey, the super honey blend, that helps boost your immune system. It gives your nasal immune system a helping hand of restoring and maintaining, trapping and preventing. So I always speak about them sort of separately. Honey is not recognized as medicine in the United States. So we do not speak of it as as such, unless it is a medicinal honey that, like I said, was gamma radiated or whatever to make it inert. So um, yeah, we use it in our house when the girls are on swim team and they're, you know, in the pool immersed in other children's boogers and spit, then we use it like three times a week, right before bed. I like to put a little bit on the back of my hand and then I wet the swab and I twirl the swab and it swab swab hit both kids. But if they're actively fighting something, if somebody wakes up a little bit sick, I go full thick and they get hit at least three times that day. But I tried to generally keep it down to three times a week. Um, just so that your, your nasal biome is doing its own thing. It's just lending a helping hand. Yeah. Just a little, little boost kind of, right? Yeah. And it's a tiny amount. Like you remember the toothpaste rule for your toddler, um, the size of a zero on a keyboard, tiny amount. Yeah. And it's just inside the nose. It's not, you're not going anywhere deeper or anything, just right inside the the nares, right? Oh yeah. Cause your cilia will get it exactly to where it needs to go. I don't like sprays for another reason in that they, the, the forcefulness of the spray, especially with a child's shallow sinus system, it can send bacteria up into an area where it should not have been, where it may not have reached. So it can cause infections instead of help. So I I think a swab's the greatest solution. Yeah. What a great idea. And I don't know if we even said the name of the product. Oh my goodness. It's cold to be gone, right? <laughs> cold be gone with two E's like a bumblebee. Okay. Cold be, oh, of course with the B. Uh, that's awesome. And where can we find this product if we want to buy it? We have it at our website, which is www.coldbegone.com or buzzagogo.com. Or you can find me on my Instagram or Facebook. Now, Instagram and Facebook do not allow the selling of any natural products, OTCs, nothing. So you'd have to go to my website. We have great deals and free shipping and awesome bundles. Um, but you can also get it on Amazon prime or at your local stores. And we just got picked up by fresh time cub Win Dixie. Oh my gosh. There's so many, hang on, hang on. It'll come to my brain. <laughs> um, Oh, select CVS. Oh, we got picked up by the, here's the strangest placement travel centers of America. 
Oh, that makes sense though. Isn't that, it's just crazy. So that's so they cool. really like natural products. And of course, Travel Centers of America is trying to up their game uh-huh. because there's so, there's literally one near everyone in America. So it's honestly sure. the great, they only picked up our pediatric products, but honestly, our pediatric products are the same as adult because the FDA just requires an external packaging change. It's like Excedrin migraine versus Excedrin extra strength, same product. They require external packaging based on where it sits in the store. Mm -hmm. So our pediatric products will work for anybody, any human being over the age of one. And uh, you can find them at Travel Centers of America. And I just think that's the coolest thing. I do too. I think that's amazing. Um, So how do I advertise? Do I like go through truckers and get them to say it on the CD? I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. We should think about that. I love thinking about stuff like that. (laughs) That's so awesome. So here's another example of a woman who had a need for her child and she came up with this product that you made in your own kitchen probably. And now you're in stores like throughout the country. Yep. That is what happened. That's amazing. Good for you. Do you think you'll do any other types of products or do you think you're going to kind of stick with this no, I have Colby gone. I have allergy be gone, which has an additional histamine homeopathics added to it for okay. kids and adults. But yes, I have about 10 new products in the hopper. So Ooh. I'm super excited for that, but I'm looking for investment right now. Um, my seed money, if anyone is a mom who's looking to start a company, um, my seed, I went to the New Hampshire SBDC straight to the small business administration. And they have nurtured me through every stage. They nurtured me through the stage where you think you want to go on shark tank every 10 minutes. And they say, no, that's a bad idea. They've nurtured me all the way through to getting my first loan. So um, I'm going, I'm working with them now to raise my next little round of funds so I can develop the next products. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad you brought that up because um, that's what I've been doing here in Wisconsin. There's a university right near us and I'm, I work with them. They have like an entrepreneur class, which I went through this earlier last winter and now I'm taking the e-commerce course. And so if you are a new business person, you want to start your own business, check out your local area colleges and small business and see what's out there for you. Um, Cause there is help out there. You don't have to, you know, beg, borrow and steal <laughs> to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get help. Exactly. So, all right, Joyce, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I would love to talk to you again sometime. Um, but is there any one last tip you want to give us before we say goodbye? Hopefully I'm not putting um, in you on the spot. Of, uh, no, it's okay. I'll give you my number one piece of advice that my dad Well, I have two for moms in particular, the best piece of mom advice I got was um, when somebody tells you to do something for your family, especially if you're moving towards alternative healing and alternative thinking is to say, this is what works for my family. And that just sort of shuts the conversation down. And I'm an older mom through adoption. And someone gave me that piece of advice because when you don't grow the babies in your tummy, people are full of advice for you that you don't want. Mm -hmm. And you just say, this is what works for my family. And it's kind and it ends the conversation. And the second piece of advice is from my dad, who was a hustler and a businessman. And he told me it cannot hurt to ask. And that sounds so basic, but I'll tell you what. My products are sitting at Fenway Park now because one time I just sent them when the team had a cold and now we're official sponsors of the Boston Red Sox for the last five years and they fly my little bee around the spring training park on the digital screen and do a giveaway after the first inning because I asked. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. 
So break the rules, oh ladies. Get out there. My break mind is, all the rules. My mind is just blown. Like Green Bay Packers. I'm a huge football fan. Green Bay Packers. Like what could I sell or what could I get to them that they could do? You know, like, oh. You've, you've Every team me. has an alternative therapy person now. And I went on the roster and I found the, the massage therapist, alternative therapy, therapy person. And he's this uh, long gray hair Samoan gentleman who'd been with the team since 2003. And I was like, he will, he will feel my spirit. This man will know what I'm up, up to. Yeah. So I sent it to him at the corporate office with a lovely little handwritten B note. Like it was 1975. <sighs> totally worked. Totally worked. Oh, thanks gosh. Love it. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, Joyce, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. Thanks a bunch. You've been listening to Midlife with Courage, and I hope that you've been inspired and motivated to live your amazing life. I'm Kim Benoit, and I want you to live every moment. For more inspiration and motivation, check out my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You can read more about my story and find links to more great information. Take care of your beautiful self and I'll talk to you soon.